Hey, what's up, beloveds? Let's get into this Sunday Bible study. I hope you guys are fired up today. I hope you've been having an amazing weekend. Before we begin, you know the protocol. We have to pray before we slay. Heavenly Father, thank you for another Sunday. Thank you that your word does not return void pertaining to the promises over our life. You have been faithful in good times and in bad. You have done exceedingly beyond anything we could think, hope for, or dare to make a supplication to. You have been an amazing God. You have trusted us with resources You have blessed us with houses, new opportunities, expanding our wealth, our wisdom, and we just want to say we love you. Lord, please forgive us of our many sins this day and enlarge our hearts that we are able to forgive those who trespass against us. We all fall short of your glory, but we trust in you for our absolution pertaining to our refinement. Have your way within us. I ask that you would use me right now as an oracle to your statutes, your encouragement, your love and edification. I reduce myself and I ask humbly for the presence of your Holy Spirit to permeate my heart and flow out of my mouth. Thank you, Lord, for also being our healer. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over each and every listener on this podcast. We know that your word does not return void, and by his stripes, the blood of the lamb, we are healed. Thank you for breaking the yokes of addiction, for breaking the cycles of toxic relationships, for doing a new thing this season and enlarging our grace and our ability to do so, to be contributors towards the kingdom of God. We love you. We honor you. Thank you for choosing us and using us. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. All right, believers. Hum, I am very ecstatic to get into today's word because I don't think I've read the book of Hebrews in a long time. Like, yo, God showed me something today. And I said, hey, that's a word we must slay. (laughs) So I'm going to give you a few moments to get your Bibles out. If you don't already have them, I am coming to you from the King James Version, boo. So it might be a little bit wordy, but if you have the NIV, feel free to read along. It might be just a little bit different pertaining to the verbiage and the variations, but everything pertaining to the word is true, okay? (laughs) This is our daily bread, and the more that we read this, the more that we refine ourselves because it's God's words coming to life. And when that happens, the transformative power, it really does renew our mind and alter our life situations. Because when you refresh your mind, you are no longer the old creation. You're thinking differently. You're expanding your thoughts, which means you're expanding your possibility. 
So let's get into this word. Once again, I'm going to be in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Let's start at verse 4 and go down to 11. I might go further. I'm not sure. You guys know me, okay? (laughs) Once I get going, who knows, okay? It's just a flow that I get into by way of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 4. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, We have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Yo, you can't do what they do because God will chasten you. (laughs) I did an episode a while ago on this and it's like yo you can't behave like everybody else because you will get in trouble God will reprimand you for doing what the masses do (laughs) I'm gonna give you a perfect example me right what do you think I wanted to do when I came out to California you know I had a hot girlfriend We were in our 20s, or wait, actually, no, I was, yeah, I had just turned 21. And, you know, I'm coming from the Midwest. Those of you that do not know, I am from the Midwest, from Ohio, but I moved to California from Chicago. So, I mean, this is a dream for me. I want to come out to California and I want to turn up. What? That's right. I want to turn all the way up. I got a hot girlfriend. We are literally living in Los Angeles, having a blast. You know, I'm hanging out in Hollywood and I'm getting into trouble. Yo, you want to know why? Because I was trying to be like everybody else. God's like, yo, I have anointed you. You're one of mine. 
You see, though we are all extensions of God, that doesn't mean we are all children of God. That's, listen, (laughs) right, like, let me put this in an allegory for you. So let's say somebody has two kids, right? And the husband disappears. Okay, so the two kids are with the mom. But these kids are biologically the husbands that left. Okay, then there's a new guy that comes in the picture and he's going to be the stepdad. Now this guy comes along, he takes care of them, unlike the father that abandoned them, right? So here's the deal. (laughs) Even though the offspring, the bloodline, has come from the previous husband, the one that is actually taking care, nourishing these kids is the stepfather. You guys know what I'm saying. If somebody has an offspring, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be their active parent. They just have their DNA, right? So the same thing applies when it comes to children of God and children of darkness. Yes, we all come from God, but that does not mean that we are all God's children. Some of these people are children of darkness. Yeah. (laughs) Some of these people are spawns of Satan. (laughs) Like, yo, but didn't God make me? Yeah, but you're not on his team. You've met people like that, right? So the thing about God is he was checking me so freaking hard. When I came out to Cali and I was trying to party and just, you know, live my best life, I want to get into trouble like everybody else. I want to do drugs. I want to try this and and do that. Honey, anytime I did something, (laughs) eventually, if it didn't catch up with me the first time, if I didn't get in trouble, if I wasn't in physical pain, if my body didn't reject the substance, if... I got away with something that was illegal. Yeah, guys, I, I'm telling you, I have done 180 degree turn, glory to God. The reason why I would get in trouble, I would get reprimanded, I would end up suffering is because I am a child of God. And because of that, when I stray off the path, he will correct me. <laughs> that correction is chastisement. It's not pleasant right? It's like, no, honey, you have to go to jail for that. They can get away with that, but you can't because you're one of mine. So I need you to suffer punishment so you can learn not to do that because I am going to use you. You, your life belongs to me. (laughs) See, even though God is not assertive, 
when it comes to dictating what we do in our free will. He will chasten us. Oh, honey, you should have known better. Don't do that again. (laughs) Everyone else could smoke weed. I couldn't. It started to mess up my sinus membranes. I'm like, what? Gosh, Lord, I quit alcohol. Can I just smoke? No, you can't. (laughs) Do you want to breathe? Okay. Choices. (laughs) You can't do what everyone else does because God will chasten you. He will correct you. He will reprimand you. So you don't do that again because he loves you. He won't just let you keep putting your finger in the socket. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that's such a good God. Because truly, sometimes we don't know better until we are informed that we are doing worse. The Lord loves you. So you will endure chastisement. Don't get mad at him. He loves you so very much. He won't allow you to move the way that most people do. He said, no, I, I want to keep you safe. No, I can't let you hang out with that person. I've heard conversations you haven't been previewed to. No, honey, I can't let you go down that path because you will end up in jail. I can't let you hang out with those people because they're a negative influence. I will do whatever I need to do to keep you on the right path. And I'm so merciful. I will wait because on the inside, your spirit is already telling you no. (laughs) See, that's the thing about us being his children. When you get that moment of anxiety, when your intuition starts kicking in, and all of a sudden, you just feel like, oh, hey, I don't know if this is such a good idea. Maybe I should. Yeah. (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit nudging you. Don't do it. Because if you do this, I'm going to have to check you later. (laughs) I am going to eventually correct you. Right? Like, listen, guys. When I was younger, I didn't give a crap about anything. I was pretty much just, you know, I was... I felt like I wasn't under the law, but I also wasn't under grace. I was under Bell Fitz jurisdiction. <laughs> like, yep, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to. I will do this even though it's illegal because, hey, it's just convenient for me. It won't hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah, I've been chastened a lot by God. And that's why I am careful with what I say and what I do at this point in my life because I have a reverence for his chastisement 
Because the older we get, man, it doesn't get easier. Like, yo, you should have known about certain things years ago. You should have known right and wrong pertaining to certain things years ago. So if I have to correct you now, honey, (laughs) because just like when we're kids, you get into trouble and the repercussions aren't as extreme. Hey, Johnny, go stand in the corner, right? You get a little bit older. Hey, give me your cell phone. You will not have your cell phone for a week. (laughs) That's a punishment that a lot of adults like to do because they know you can't live without Instagram. (laughs) But when you get older, man, hey, yeah, now you got a court date. Now you have a misdemeanor. Now you have a criminal record. So that's why God chastens us. He's like, listen, I know your heart and I know that you are mine. Because of that, I will absolutely reprimand you when you slip up. Because if I don't do it, guess who's going to do it? Or take advantage of you? The enemy. (laughs) You don't want the enemy to correct you. And you don't want man to judge you. I rather, I'm telling you, I rather God judge me than man reprimand me. Because men, they don't have mercy. Men can't see my heart. They see what they want to based off of their experience and their thought life. Their perception is far from God's perspective, right? So God will chasten us because he doesn't want us to be left to the judgment of men. He doesn't want us to be vulnerable to the enemy and principalities. He said, hey, I got to get you sober. I can't have you out here acting a hot mess. So you know how he reprimanded me? Man, my body. I was in pain. I was suffering. Anyone else could drink. (laughs) But wait, let me do it. And I just black out all the time. And I'm just having pain in my liver, my kidneys. I'm having urinary tract issues. Because... God was reprimanding me. He was chastening me, chastening my body. He was pleading with me to give up. Stop doing this to yourself. Stop the self-destruction. I have plans for you. So I have to correct you. Because my word will not return void. And I have promises over your life. I have a covenant in the earth for you, for your blessings, for your harvest, for your promotion, for your abounding, healthy, fruitful relationships. And I need you to be prepared for those things. So when you are going astray, I don't correct you 
because I want to be the ultimate punisher. I correct you because I love you. And I don't want you to self-sabotage. So with that said, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Whom he loveth, he will chasten. But listen, guys, before he even chastens you, (laughs) see, we have some control over whether we are reprimanded or not. Tune in to yourself. Tune into that internal prompting and tune out the external voices. Let nothing have more dominion over you than the Holy Spirit and that influence. That still soft voice will keep you out of trouble. It will prevent you from moving into harm's way or something that is counterproductive to your health, your life. You hear me? Like God loves you, man. He really, really does. So if you just listen to that voice, I guarantee 99% of the time you will avoid the chastening of the Lord. (laughs) Now, with that said, thanks for tuning in once again to tonight's Bible study. Share the podcast with a friend or anyone you think could benefit from our supplication, my minute motivation, and my sporadic but funny conversation. I'll talk to you soon. May God bless you always in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and we are the Black Sheep Believers. Enjoy the remainder of your weekend. Ciao.